Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 podcast, the show that thinks Man U can go deep in the Europa League this season. If we can just sort that defence out. After the weekend's newest controversies, latest, additional, whatever word you want to use, this is another ref slash match official slash far slash games gone special, which means there can only be one guest. What you get if you order Peter Walton off the John Lewis site, it's Chris. <laughs> uh, good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm fine. Let me just process that underhand compliment. <laughs> yeah, it is one. It is, yeah, it is one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine, mate. How, how are you? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. Looking forward to the weekend heat wave as well. Uh, yes, crazy weather we are. Yeah, it's yeah, it's match day. So of course, slightly nervous. We're recording this early on a Monday morning. So. Kind of like these early morning podcasts, though. It gets me up, so thanks very much. Pleasure. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, do you have match day nerves for for uh, Champions League group game? I mean, it's the toughest no. one of the stage, really, isn't it? So I guess that's where the nerves come from. It is, yeah. I, everything's contextual, isn't it? And the last couple of results have not been particularly encouraging, mm. particularly... Saturday, but I, I, I'm hoping they're an anomaly. And I think as, as was discussed in the review, it, it's, is it feels very much circumstantial that we just, no matter how good we are as an overall squad, there's a number of core players that you just, if you have a combined absence of those players, you, we, we, we're just going to struggle. Um, and, and particularly as they're, as they're being deputised by players who've not had an awful lot of playing time or have not been at the club very long either. So it's funny, it's kind of, I, I've come into this season not with any any sense of complacency, but I, I'm, I'm not feeling the same level of anxiety as I felt at this time of this season before because I just know how things play out with City, even if and we've had a great start even if not all the performances have been amazing. But I just know that this City team always go through the gears. And so any early hiccups we, we can rectify. And and I think Leipzig are the are the biggest challenge in this in this Champions League group. We've been quite fortunate with with, with, with the pick of, of of the teams. But it's just that we're going into the game and it's a way where we're not been in great form and so that's the only little bit of anxiety that I've got but mm. but I think Stones and Bernardo are both back they travelled I think with the team so so that's that's if you're going to get reinforcements for the team they're, they're two great ones to have indeed right let's get stuck into it and I guess the obvious question is because you contacted me I mean I did suggest <laughs> a few weeks ago that it would be typecasting if we did a regular podcast like this but you contacted me after the week and say it was time to do another match official stroke referee VAR podcast. Yeah. So my obvious opening question is, what made you contact me and request we do? I just thought it'd been a quiet weekend for officials, and I just thought. <laughs> <it> might... <laughs> no, I, I think it's only it feels at the minute everything around officials feels unprecedented, and 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 that and that's not because. What happened at the weekend, you could say, is unprecedented in the in this VAR era, but I think that there's just there's there's been an avalanche of activity and fallout and response, which which is really climaxed with the events of this weekend. So I just thought it would be worthwhile. There's been an awful lot of reflection in the media, and then I think in other podcasts 
But I just think it, w- it, it was just kind of worthwhile us having an extended conversation about it. Just to, I think just to bring a little bit of sanity to what has been a quite a lot of hysteria over the week and it is continuing into the middle of the week. So I just, yeah, I just thought it was a worthwhile conversation for us to have. So I asked you for some input into the agenda for this show and one of the points you put, and we'll go through some examples from that weekend, of course. I think that's taken as read. One game perhaps may uh, get more attention than others, uh, but you wrote about it's about what we expect from VAR. And I think that's, I mean, what happened at the weekend is completely different. As we'll get to it, it was just human error. (laughs) I mean, it's not VR in itself, but maybe it's application of it, of course, but it was human error. But I do think I wrote a, I started writing a monologue about, or was it a blog? I wasn't sure. A few weeks ago about VAR, and then I was like, I never put it out going, well, who wants another VAR (laughs) piece? It had one central point, and I think the point for me was about expectation. And I think, in my head, we were, there were two points, actually. And the first one I'll come to now is that we were missold it from the beginning, or more pertinently, we missold it to ourselves, mm. like PPI in a way. We were expecting <laughs> some utopian scenario in our heads mm. that was never going to be reality. Does that make sense to you? Do you think that's relevant to the discussion? I, I, I do. I think it is. I, I think what's really critical is that when we talk about VAR, we have to. We, I mean, this is this is. I'm being pedantic here, but it's quite critical. We talk about VAR is a person, is a video assistant, yeah. referee. So, so, so when they say VAR is is at fault. It, it's they're talking about human error, but what it, it, it's the technology that I think people had the expectation would resolve so many issues. But there, there's there's an inherent there's an inherent contradiction that runs through the expectation around the use of technology and and with the bringing in of, of VARs, which is which is uh, I guess is aligned with a lot of the contradictions about football in terms of spectators an expectation is that you can apply a science to something which is a movable feast so so officiating in football is a movable feast because it's done by human beings and therefore it's open to interpretation um sometimes it 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 will be there'll be variance according to 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 that particular official like there is with a footballer not every footballer kicks the ball in the same way and emotions are involved as well. So you can apply as many scientific lenses to something, but the same the, the, the same fault lines still apply. The same vulnerabilities still applies. And that's where interpretations are made and given that not everybody agrees with or mistakes are made. What the technology and what and what the the, the implementing of, of VARs has done is to try and reduce the number of those mistakes, but it's still beholden to, to that quality of football that often it comes down to the individual interpretation on the pitch or or in or in a, a video booth. And there is, you know, one of the one of the kind of most enjoyable, but I mean, often and often 
toxic things about football is is that there is a whole wealth of opinions there, and everybody thinks that that they have that they have the the, the right opinion, and because of that, football isn't binary in that sense. There isn't just one specific interpretation of events, and that's why that's what makes football conversations so interesting because of the multitude of of um, perspectives. And with VAR, one size doesn't fit all because it's still open to, to interpretation. I think what was different this weekend is a mistake emerged from something from what we called the binary decision makings, and that's always to do with did the ball go over the line or was the player in an offside position when they received the ball. Um, now, now, and, and and those are the ones that where the technology has allowed us to achieve the right decision but because a mistake was made around that 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 just intensified the problem but to go back to your original question i think i i don't think it was missold i think it was misinterpreted of what we thought that this would do um and and it's oh. and this and this weekend in particular i thought reached a tipping point of where expectation times application is it's just an it's just an, an algorithm which just isn't workable and and then um, and the expectation needs to 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 I think change as V as the VAR system is is continuing to be implemented. We're still in its infancy. In another five years time, if it's still around, I assume it will be a lot more sophisticated and a lot more uh, used in a much more elementary way. But yeah, it, it does feel like a bit of a volcano of of opinions at the minute, which, is, which isn't always particularly helpful. Well. That's why I added that we missold it to ourselves. We didn't. Mm. I think many of us as fans really, without looking at the practical how it actually works, we didn't look into the you know the detail of how it works. We just thought there will no not be mistakes in football matches anymore. That's <laughs> we just thought, well. We've got video yeah, now. Uh, is, mistakes are is, made. Video. There'll be yeah. a video there. Uh, voice in the earpiece, and uh, that'll be cleared up. That's just we didn't think about it more than that. We just wait for it to arrive. Thought everything would be perfect, and of course, n- yeah, there is no system that's perfect. But that's not to say that uh, there aren't uh, a number of teething problems anyway. Just look, just as a ref or as a fan, before we get into the nitty gritty. Do you think VAR is working? Are you are you glad it's in the game at the top level now? Do you think? And right. if you don't think it's working, do you think it can work with tweaks in the future? So I think statistically it is working because the the huge majority of decisions that are taken by the use by by, by the intervention of the VAR are correct ones. So, so I think I think statistically it is working in the same way. Statistically, the the, the majority, the huge majority of decisions that any official makes on the pitch um, uh, are the correct ones. So, therefore, it is working. What what needs to happen, and I think will happen incrementally, is that the application of the VAR, the technology, will continue to be tweaked and continue to be improved. The caveat to that, and I think that this is critical, the caveat to that is how the laws are then tweaked to keep up with the technology. And I think that's one of the big, big problems. And we've seen that particularly around the handball law. The handball law has become so densely populated with interpretations uh, and, and sub-clauses 
because of the technology which is available to us. That has made life a lot more difficult to the point which people have given up trying to understand what the handball law but 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 yes, VAR is working in the main. It's just that the mistakes are very high profile. But again, just to go back to something we were saying before as well, there's where VAR where, where the VAR works really well is the identification of, of some when something somebody is offside. And yet you often see people make comments that, oh, but it's like only a toe that's offside or it's just like a tiny bit. They're still offside. Obviously, what, what's happened is, is, that, is that that technology has negated what might have been a beautiful build-up and a fantastic goal, but it's still offside. So you can't have it both ways in, the, in that situation. But I think, too, if you, just threw it, if you just threw the VAR system out, then you're mm-hmm. undermining the demands for it over the decades. It ha- there has to be a compromise made to say that we're on a journey with this. That's not excusing mistakes that, that are made, but we're on a journey with this and people need to be patient. Okay. Fact, the main point of the thing I was writing, I'll come to it, then we'll get into the details. And, well, it's not going anywhere for starters, so... No. I mean, look, <laughs> you can write a hundred times on Twitter, it needs to go. I get it. I get it, and you know we, we've discussed it so many times now. I, for me, one the biggest problem in a way is just not being able to celebrate a goal naturally. Mm. Um, there are some, of course, where you know, well, VAR, not even VAR, the worst VAR in the world, uh, the worst video referee in the world could possibly have an issue with this goal, and you can celebrate it. But there are large swathes of goals that you are kind of slightly reluctant, but that's. That's what you get with the system. My sole problem was this, and I'd be interested in your thought on this, that it stopped refs refereeing naturally. They referee differently because they know VAR is there. Now, I think sometimes they do not have, and this is just human nature. It's not like dig at referees. It's pure human. VAR has just created this element of human nature that was probably inevitable. Some referees sometimes do not have the power of convictions to always make bold decisions because they have VAR as a backup. But VAR is not always there, as we know, to back them up because it's not set up to do that in a lot of circumstances. You know, clear and obvious, blah, blah, blah. So often the right decision is lost down a crack. Does this make any sense to you? If referees could officiate as if VAR did not exist, I think we'd be a bit better off. Yeah, and it's something that I've mentioned before that I am seeing it impact referees' performances on the field because they will. I've seen some referees not make a call on on, on a decision that they know will be hugely impactful on the narrative of the game, like giving a penalty, a critical point um, in the game, because they know they've got VAR as a um, as a backup for that. Now, now we know what the problems are with that because if 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 I give a penalty, the VAR has to find sufficient evidence to for me to review it to to, to overturn it. If there's not sufficient evidence, then they won't review it, and the penalty will be given. If I don't give a penalty, the same applies. The VAR has to provide sufficient evidence to make me review to possibly give a penalty. Mm. That's deeply problematic because it means that the video assistant referee is actually refereeing the game and not the official on the pitch. So I, th- I think I think that is um, it, it is a real problem. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. 
to listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.